0: Hey guys, it's me, Georgia, the founder of Greedy Vegan, and welcome back to another episode of Catch Ups in My Kitchen. This podcast is about all things food plant based food, non plant based food, and everything in between. This podcast aims to discover people's food journeys and stories because whether you are a professional in sport, work in beauty, or the food industry itself, everyone's got a story to tell. This podcast means so much to me and Greedy Vegan. So if you do enjoy this episode, please, please like, share and subscribe. I hope you're hungry as there is a lot cooking in this conversation. This week I'm joined by Mari, the founder and CEO of Magulo Butter. Magulo is one of the brands we stock at Greedy Vegan, and in this episode we get to hear the amazing story of how Mari came about founding Magulo. We also touch on the early stage challenges of starting a company and also the early stage successes that they've already achieved whilst only being a year old. This episode touches on so many other interesting topics, such as sustainable packaging, people's mindset on the plant-based movement, and the health and environmental benefits of this delicious cashew nut butter. So, without further ado, let's jump straight in. So I'm sat here today with Mari from Mogurlo, so how are you? I'm very well. I'm good, enjoying the sunshine. I know, we're lucky this week, it's such nice weather. To start off with, because I'm not going to do the introduction justice, can you please give me like a thirty second elevator pitch on who you are and what the brand is all about?
1: Hi, so I'm Mari. I'm the CEO and founder of Magulo, and Magulo is a delicious butter. And the reason that we the Magulo exists was to try and make butter exciting. Uh, currently, on the butter market, you can get two options. Either you choose sacrifice your health or you sacrifice taste uh so we wanted to to help with that decision because either you buy a dairy butter that is delicious or you buy a margarine that we all know doesn't taste that great and for something that nine out of ten people have in their fridge right now surely we can come up with something that's you know going to taste good it's also healthy and it's also clean and natural and sustainable so I went away and tried to make something that uh will taste really good and also be good for us as well so that was the aim with mogulow
0: amazing i love it i think it's such a good product there's a massive gap i'm going to talk a lot more about that but before we do i have some quick fire questions to get this all started so pizza or pasta pasta sweet or savory savory cook in or eat out
1: oh it's hard i would probably say eat out but in like a wild natural place so kind Ooh. of cooking in you know on a hob but outdoors okay somewhere that's quite cool exciting
0: nice I like that that's a different niche <laughs> I haven't had that on here yet. rice or noodles
1: um probably rice
0: yeah juicy burger or overloaded salad
1: I'd say overloaded salad just because you can make that Anything you Mm. can kind of change that to be Mediterranean or Italian, or yeah,
0: I agree. I think there's so much you can do with the salad, I think it's so good. And what is your go to delivery?
1: I mean, I don't have a go to company, but I'd probably say maybe Asian is probably what I go for, so like pad ties or that kind of thing, it tends to be what I go for, yeah. I think, yeah,
0: I think I'm with you. I think also with Asian. There's a lot of different sources and components to a good Asian dish. So I think it's a good one to order because it's harder to make that kind of thing at home. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Sure. So, firstly, I want to ask about the history of Magulo's name. So, why why the name? Like, what where's that come from?
1: So, so Magulo's a phrase that means to dive into life, and we kind of wanted Magulo to be about fun dive in you know butter is an unfrily product you whack it in the pan it's natural and I wanted the brand to be about having fun and giving people the confidence to cook with something uh, so we want it to be less about being plant-based and more about this is a dive into life cook with this so you can have confidence cooking with this because it's you know good for you good for the planet and it tastes bloody great so mm. that was the aim of the name so that's what comes from a it's a Brazilian phrase portuguese they speak portuguese there and uh, that's what magulo means but we did drop the h just because it helps with the pronunciation a little bit okay. but yeah that's really cool i love that that's a really cool name and reason
0: for for the name so before like before all of this can you talk a bit about what you did before making magulo mm-hmm. and why you then started to make magulo i believe you were in chefing before so could you talk a bit about that and yeah reason why you then changed
1: yeah so I when I left school I went and trained at a course called Ballymaloo which is in Ireland highly recommend to anyone who wants to start cooking um and that was a course four months did that and then after that I worked as a chef alongside university to make money um private dining business lunches and I also worked in a restaurant um and it was great hard work but I realized it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do forever but during that process when I left uni I went back into cooking to make money and I was trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life and I, um, I had so many people asking for dairy free plant based meals and at the time as a chef I thought bloody hell this is so difficult You know, how the hell do I make this last minute make this dairy free and I still want my food to taste fantastic, I don't want the quality to be less, I mm. want it to taste just as good So you could get really good oat milks, you know, yogurts, replacements, um, you know, pretty good meat replacements. But in terms of butter, margarine has existed forever. People still don't eat it because it doesn't taste that good. So Mm -hmm. I was making a mash, I think I can remember a suede turnip mash, and it just tasted terrible. And I was frustrated about it. So I thought, right, I've got to make something. And I researched that cashews have a creamy thickness so I made my own sort of butter replacement to go into this mash so that the the dairy free eaters and the vegan eaters wouldn't be eating something that I felt I didn't I didn't want to feel that it had less good quality Mm. less good taste um so that was why I started making this thing it wasn't really for toast it was for cooking purposes but Mm -hmm. I made like a cashew based thing that was gonna help will my cooking taste just as good, essentially.
0: Amazing. So then obviously you noticed that it was going really well, people were loving it, it was working. So then what made you take the jump to stop doing the chefing? And then, because it's mm. quite a huge jump to be like, well, I mean, firstly, obviously you worked out the product was working. So you're like, okay, I've got a good product here. But then what mm. made you take the jump to then start well,
1: making it? The honest story actually is that that was going alongside. I was doing that during cooking jobs. And people were loving it. But it wasn't, you know, spreadable. Like, it didn't look like butter. It was something that I was using to cook with. I actually had decided I want to work for this company called Pearl Fisher a packaging company, which mm. I was obsessed with. I wanted to go and work for them. And I looked up and they were like, this is all the stuff you need. And, I, and um, you've got to be a graphic designer and you've got to have all these skills. And I had absolutely none of them. So I thought, right, I'm going to find a way to get a job with him. So I found out Jonathan Ford, who's the CEO at the time... Uh I'm gonna to go to Bread and Jam, which is a food festival that he was giving a talk at, and it was for food founders. And I was, like, I'm gonna pretend I'm a food founder. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna meet him, I'm gonna say I've started a food company and I want him to do the packaging. I'll add him on LinkedIn, we'll chat, in six months' time I'll tell him, My business failed, can I have a job? I thought this was the, the best this way to get a job. Story. <laughs> anyway, before that I thought, right, I'm saying I'm a food founder, I better go do something that a packaging guy would be excited by so I went to Tesco walked down all the supermarket aisles and I was like oh my god crisps colorful amazing tonic water chocolates you know even the milk market brands coming at you left right and center and I just walked past butter there was nothing going on I just walked straight past it so I came back and I thought god this hasn't changed since I was 12 looks exactly the same you know Lurpak still one of the main, all those butters, but they're not creative or cool or exciting. Butter's not, you don't buy it and think, God, I just love the way that, that doesn't make me feel sexier, which is in every other field going on. So I thought, great, I'll be a butter founder. Let's do that. So I went in, said I founded a butter company, met him, spoke to him, him on LinkedIn, we spoke, but during the whole Bread and Jam conference, which everybody has to go to because it's so inspiring, I, um... I was like actually this is really are these people who are doing all their own stuff it's so interesting I want to I want to make my bullshit a reality so I then went home and obviously I had already sort of been making this dairy free alternative I started off by making a dairy free a dairy butter I did a quick dairy butter uh, thing and realized I'm never going to be better than Lurpak and uh then I was like actually you know I'm making this dairy thing. This is what's happening in the plant-based movement. And I want to be, you know, I was like, right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to make it. So I went home and thought, I'll take, you know, two weeks to make this dairy-free butter. Nine months later, it's one stone heavier. Um, (laughs) A hell of a lot of really bad butter that my parents had been forced to eat. I literally was making powdery, splitting. There's a reason that dairy-free butter doesn't exist. I mean, it took... So long to get it, you know, I'd been making something before that you could put in mash and you could put in cooking, but to actually have something that spreads and sits and doesn't melt and, you know, puts exactly butter is much more challenging. So that was the challenge. And uh, yeah, I was basically got my granny's electric Kenwood mixer which you had to hold the plug into the wall to get it to whiz because it was so old and all my friends were thinking god marie's you know she's technically not a vegan and she's making vegan really really bad vegan butter at (laughs) home and she's getting really fat and it's really not a good time um but got something that tasted good eventually despite everyone being like oh my god stop and tasted good went to a product development company and basically they helped me with the shelf life they helped me with the you know, product, getting it retail ready. So we had like the spreadability, they sort of tweaked it so that it could actually be sold. And, um, yeah, at that point I was like, right, we've really got something that is healthy because I was really keen to create something that was as natural and as healthy and challenge a dairy butter, not just on taste, but also on its simplicity and, you know, uh, similar to like innocent smoothie. I wanted it to be as natural and as, simple as possible Mm,
0: I mean that is an amazing amazing story like you didn't even intend to do it you kind of like fell into it whilst lying your Mm. way into a Mm. into another job it's so cool and you got your sister involved as well Mm -hmm. so did you say come on help
1: me out or did she say can I get involved or like how did that work yeah I mean I begged her she is absolutely (laughs) my I mean I could do the the way we describe it is I can do an idea. Anything future, I can come up with it. But Liza makes it happen, and she is absolutely the real CEO. I think if you were really looking at the company, you'd have to say that she's the one that runs it. Um, So it's a great team because we're very different and we we have very different roles, and that's fantastic. And I definitely wouldn't be where I am without hers because I got it to a point where it was ready and it looked great and it tasted great. But, um, yeah, Liza's operations and she came in and just was like right let's okay this is an idea we'll like get. let's do this so we've kind of gone from there and she came in just as COVID finished uh, she was finishing her degree and was looking for a job and she said I'll help you out for three months and we're a year later oh my god so
0: good and how is it like working with your sister? like does it because I think I mean I'm on my own with my with Greedy Vegan and that's that's great but obviously some days you just really wish you had someone to bounce ideas mm. off of but like getting family involved obviously have massive pros and cons like how have you found it so far
1: yeah I mean I honestly would say when Eliza joined changed everything I think working by yourself for me was the worst thing I mean Mm. just even having one person to talk to Mm. is transformational Um, and yeah we have to work at it a little bit to keep the you know I think when you're family members that comes with complications that you've got to be able to not talk about work and family stuff. Mm. So that that's but we're pretty good I think luckily for us we're very different in what we'd want to do so in the long term of the business we don't want to do the same things and I think that's the only reason we can yeah. do it. That's really um good. and uh yeah no she's um I think the main skill is getting people that are much more talented than you to help you with the stuff you're creating and I would 100% say I've got that in my sister, which is, which is great.
0: That's perfect. That's so, so good. And with, when you obviously said you were like making it and like, what were the challenges that you had to overcome? Like, were there any moments you can tell us about where you were just like, I just don't think I can do this anymore whilst creating
1: it? Um, Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think that, there was lots of things I mean finances being one because yeah. when you start a bit, like, we bit I didn't have any money and that was really difficult so we had to raise money we had to go and find money to be able to carry on um, so that was definitely a point um, of difficulty mm-hmm. I was working in. A, I started working in a jewellery shop at the same time just to do that I think um I think that uh, the, the recipe itself was difficult. There were so many times when I was like, "Oh my god, it's just it's not working. I'm not going to do it." And I, I think as much as making vegan butter by yourself in the kitchen all day is fun, there comes a point when I was like, "Oh god, I don't know if I have this in me." Um, and I, I think it's very difficult when other people, the rest of the world, are you know in their nine to five and they finish work and you're coming in feeling like I haven't done it, you know. So I th- yeah. and I also think that. People think starting a business, you're going to work flat out, and it's all go, go, go. And it is definitely getting that way now, and it's full on. But at the beginning, I'd actually say it's the opposite. It's almost like you have so much to do, but you don't even know where to begin. You have Mm. no confidence in yourself. And actually, it's more about being like, okay, I just get a little bit, like, I think it's almost you're left by yourself that was harder trying yeah. to get through, trying to keep going when you're not really sure if you're doing the right thing you have no one really to speak to so i think that was really difficult yeah um and also just yeah navigating uh the stress of with me and lies we do everything so trying to work out who's doing what is is something we obviously we both have fields we like but then there's a lot of others that we both have to just take the helm with
0: yeah no i completely agree it is the start at like the very very start start is the hardest like when I listen to founder stories and stuff and sometimes they kind of they jump to like employee issues and stuff and I'm like no 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 I want to hear the very very start because when you wake up in the morning and you, it's a nine o'clock and you get going it's like where the hell do I even begin like yeah and you've got so much to do like you said but there's no structure in place you could it's it that bit is really really difficult when yeah i mean you've got a list as long as you're on the things you need to try and achieve but Mm. trying to actually do all of that on your own is is so hard so well done you for like doing it all and like it's now super delicious so tasty and yeah it's amazing so you've got three flavors so could you talk about what they are i mean i know what they are but um other people might not and also why those three flavors and also if there is anything you're looking into whether you can say or not um, with other flavours
1: yeah so we've got our garlic and herb and our dark salt Um, the garlic and herb is kind of your that garlic butter it kind of can go with anything and it's our rich sort of more it's the one that sells the best probably when we sample because it's uh, the exciting one and then the dark salt is kind of your some people think it tastes like miso some people taste like marmite and it's kind of a deep, rich, quite indulgent, salty flavour. Um, the flavours actually came out because I was testing for flavour bombs, which is gonna be our next thing. Mm. Um, and these two were ones that worked very quickly, and you could also use them on toast. So the range that we have at the moment was you know, these ones are very much, you can cook with them, bake with them, but they are for having on toast. They're not overpowering. So the next things, which we're on the brink of, finalising but um, is flavour bombs which is going to be for cooking purposes small uh, butters that hopefully you'll be able to take one of these flavour bombs and it will give you you know in the way that you make pesto pasta simple easy meal everyone knows how to make but you feel a bit cheating to do that this is going to give you your truffle bomb, your beetroot, your horseradish bomb, your curry bomb and basically allow you to make a really delicious meal quickly from rice and a few vegetables and you have your flavor bomb so chef's quality herbs and spices in a butter bomb that you can whack into the pan and those we're literally trying to finalize the ones we're going to launch with at the moment so the aim is basically in the long run we should have a range of butters that you can use for cooking and you can use for baking and spreading that is
0: so good i mean what like a weeknight transformational meal like Rather than getting all the herbs and like getting it all out and making a mess, you can just pop one thing into a pan. And it literally transforms your dish. That is genius. Mm. So, when do you think that's likely to to launch? Is there a date at the moment or not yet? No,
1: no date. Um, we're hoping that it will probably be sometime after Christmas. Is mm. probably the expectation because once yeah. you get it ready, you have to then go through the whole checks and there's a lot of like supply chain and uh, all of this that has we have to go through so even when you get the finished recipe there's quite a few hurdles to get a product legally fit for sitting on a supermarket shelf
0: yeah no for sure so what are the benefits of eating this butter compared to normal butter I mean obviously if you're plant-based it is the best way to go it's just what everyone's needed and no one could find but are there any health benefits or maybe there are environmental benefits like talk about those the benefits of this butter compared to normal butter
1: um yes so magulo basically is uh made from six ingredients so firstly in comparison to other dairy-free butters or margarines you'll always find sunflower lecithin or xanthan gum or a binder of some kind um whereas we don't use any binders we're completely natural it's cashews coconut oil chickpeas lemon juice salt and citric acid so there's nothing in there that you wouldn't understand and that at the moment i think we are unique in that Mm. um so the health benefit of that is that it's completely natural cashews are also rich in um iron magnesium and zinc and that's really important if you are not eating meat and dairy you need to find ways to eat that so that's good and also The cashew nut is um, you're getting your fat from a plant instead of getting it from an animal product. So Mm -hmm. we're still still a fat. Our calorie content is the same as dairy, so it's not more fattening. We work really hard to make sure that it's not going to be something that's worse for you. Um, But because we want taste to be first, our main aim is to be as clean and as natural as possible. But taste's got to come first. It's got to taste good. so. So it is done without you know making it very low calories but made from just a whipped hydrogenated oil which is what you get with most vegan butters
0: okay amazing and what i mean a lot of people listening might already know this but like what is how is this better for the environment Mm -hmm. for people like why if someone's listening right now and they're not plant-based how can we between us convert them here to try plant-based butters why should they try it compared to a normal one
1: so, I mean the plant based butters obviously you have to slightly look with vegan butters what well, actually it 's a bit whitewashing can sometimes make you think it's always good, but with us, we use um, a really great cashew supplier who come from Africa and they go straight from Africa, so normally cashews go get shipped to Vietnam, processed there, and then they um, and then they come to the u k whereas we use someone who comes straight from Africa, containerization we use no air miles, uh, so it 's the lowest possible. Transport you can get, and it's all fair trade. They can actually track the farmer, so that we're about to put that on our packaging. Who harvested it? Um, And yes, it's uh, it's one of those things that um, currently, obviously, sustainably wise, this is a much more natural way of um, eating, and it will. We're calculating our carbon footprint at the moment, so next week I should be able to give you the exact figure. So I can't say that now. That's really cool. But I think the main aim for me is that if you ate magulo once uh, the once during the week and you reduced your dairy content by once that still makes a huge impact so I think what I'm trying to say to people is hey, I love dairy butter as well but I think we all need to accept that we need to eat a more of a plant-based diet we need to reduce um, and therefore let's find better alternatives that aren't going to make us feel sad because they don't taste good mm-hmm. so we hope that our butter wouldn't will be you know for the biggest dairy lovers they'll still love the taste and they can choose to eat this three times a week and help with their carbon footprint and help with their health benefits uh whereas if you eat something like a margarine you feel that you're you know at a yeah. loss or you're losing out or yeah something.
0: exactly i completely agree i think if it's not compromising on taste why not like yeah. you're not losing anything you're gaining so it's an it's a no-brainer mm-hmm so talking about environmental i know you guys have put a lot of effort into your packaging so um it's all sustainable i believe so talk about the process of the packaging mm-hmm. and yeah why that was important to you
1: so packaging is all plastic free we use a card and it's just won the food and drink packaging of the year award we won the ecma uh which is the europe uh, best food and drink carton and we also won the the UK one which was great amazing I um, I mean that's
0: such an achievement
1: yeah it's been really cool that because I designed the box because I wanted a reusable box and I wanted it to not be in plastic and you know pretty much all butter that's spreadable is is in plastic and we don't you know we don't even use film on the top we use a greaseproof paper um so that is a huge huge thing for butter because it hasn't really done that yet I Mm -hmm. hope lots of other brands will follow us and start doing similar stuff but um yeah the packaging has been uh, great because it's definitely um I think def- like with that we can really see the difference we're making packaging wise um, yeah. sustainably
0: no I think with new brands and new new uh challenger food and drink brands I think the packaging thing is just so cool. Like, everyone's really changing the norm and what was there before. And like like you mentioned, when you're going around uh, supermarket shelves and everything was standing out and the butters just didn't, I think it's really cool that you guys have like won all these awards for your packaging because it just really kind of goes, against, goes with what you're trying to achieve, like makes something stand out in the butter industry. I think it's very, very cool. So I also want to talk about your where you stand with the plant-based mm-hmm. movement so you mentioned that you're not plant-based yeah. has starting at Migolo changed your view yeah. and have you eaten consequently eaten more plant-based food because of this
1: yeah well I, I mean I'm not I wasn't plant-based I grew up you know farming background but I live with three vegans at Edinburgh one vegetarian uh so I always you know, I don't. I used to very rarely buy meat. I was probably one of those people that, when it's cooked, I would eat it. But mm-hmm. I wasn't. However, from starting it, I've obviously really researched, and I can see what an impact it's making. So, my opinion um, is that we need to reduce, and we need to make people who love meat and dairy and that to to reduce because the way we're going to make the biggest impact is if everybody in the world starts viewing. You know, can we view animal products like we view alcohol? Can we start saying, okay, it tastes great, but it's it's not sustainable to eat it three times every day. Let's not have it in a boots sandwich while we're running for the train. Let's have it as a family meal and, you know, think of it more like we think of caviar or lobster. Mm. You know, let's make it something that's a treat. And it's and therefore I feel for my for me personally, I would I probably am vegan Mudded to Friday. And I or I feel like if if we could do that, if we could get everybody doing that, we'll make a much bigger impact than five percent more people doing veganism. And 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 the fact I think I think the thing is is that um we need to convince people by being positive about them making one change. So when you say to someone, Oh, you're eating dairy free but you've got leather shoes on that's actually quite a bad mentality, in my opinion, because it makes people feel, oh, right, I have to either be full, fully vegan, and I have to do everything right, or actually, I can't do anything at all mm-hmm. because the people that are halfway we really attack. So, I think what we need to say is actually, yes, well done, you had two less meat and dairy meals, that's fantastic. So, I think we want to raise the standards of. Um, vegetarian and vegan meals we want to make them easier to cook We want to make them more accessible to people and therefore it's not so much about giving up something it's just god these taste great i'm actually going to choose to have magulo because i like the taste of it and i'm going to feel excited about that and i think that positivity and reducing because we want to because it tastes good will create everybody to want to move that way and that will make a bigger impact and i also do think that that's on the sustainable side. Obviously, on the animal rights side, which is a slightly different argument, uh, personally, I feel like it is, there are conditions that are absolutely inhumane and it can't be ignored. But you also do get farmers who love their their animals and they are people of the land. So I think, for me, it would be, you know, Tesco and huge supermarkets probably shouldn't be selling meat and dairy and we should only be buying it from sustainable butchers and our local and having it less often at a higher price obviously that's you know it's quite naive to say that when we've got people of varying wealths and you can't you know that's but I think in the long run that should be what we're aiming for that we have something less often and you know you don't buy lobster in the supermarket so maybe that's what we should be moving towards
0: yeah I love that I love how you referenced me to alcohol because it's true like you can't drink every single day three times a week three times a day like you would be well you can function mm-hmm. I mean some people might do but you know majority of us couldn't so I think mean, that's a really good way of putting it and I completely agree I think there is a balance out there and you, you know, people always say because I'm trying to achieve a balance with greedy vegan. I'm trying to be like, you know, buy a box and like add it into your life. Don't you don't need to be vegan to eat vegan food? Like, you can just have a bit of it in your fridge, and that's that's helping you cut back. And people are like, do you understand what vegan means? It's you know, it is all or nothing. And I'm like, but no, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like, mm. yes, that's a definition of veganism, but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. And I remember I did a post on Instagram, and it was an egg but it had plant-based salmon with it. Basically trying to say, like, it's it's balanced, and, like, if you feel okay for eating eggs, but you don't like eating fish, and you want to cut back on fish, have salmon instead. Mm. And, like, the hate I got for that was crazy. And it's, like, it's hard to try and change people's... I think for years and years, veganism have had real strong views on it, and it's been Mm. a black-and-white definition. Whereas now, it's really important to try and change that and be, like it's okay to do both and like I think you're right meat you know meat and fish it's good to have it as a family meal treat yourself when it's reared properly caught properly yeah I think it's a lot better but obviously that comes. that choice is probably a luxury I guess for some people it's not as easy as that but I think if we try and change the yeah,
1: yeah the, we just got to walk there because you can't change mm-hmm. someone's whole lifestyle it's going to be a gradual process and i yeah. think even if everybody is going to completely wipe it out we're going to walk there and we're going to do it yeah it's going to go from one so that's that's the thing is i think we need to celebrate the small changes people make
0: definitely definitely and people should celebrate their own changes as well like if you're cutting back on dairy and you're having it in oat milk in your coffee that's great like you should mm-hmm. be proud of that decision um, so yeah it is a very interesting movement and I think it's going to be exciting where it all goes but I think with you guys it's very exciting because you are making a huge change and leading that change in your industry which is really really cool
1: yes well the butter market trying to get butter to be cool is the, is yes. the main mission Cause, yeah you I know, love it. he's a good guy but he mm-hmm. doesn't get talked about enough
0: no he doesn't and everyone uses it probably every day so mm-hmm. it is worth talking about for sure so, I always like to ask this final question to everyone because it's a very fascinating question. For me, it is anyway. So, what would be your last meal if you had to choose a starter, a main course, and a dessert?
1: Oh, God, it's so hard. It is hard. Um, God, okay, well I've obviously been asked this so many times and I say different stuff every time. So, <laughs> um, I would probably have... Um, uh, so uh starter Would probably be A croissant Oh With whipped butter um, Nice In a really hot country Coffee Black um, coffee probably actually And then Hold on, I'm gonna get some details. So, with the whipped butter, which out of the three would you be whipping? I go for plain. I okay. kind of love just the the nat. You know, it's probably the best creation because it was my it was my first baby. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then the the main course would probably be uh, it would be Francis Malman cooking on his fire in Argentina. Some kind of I don't know uh he's really obsessed with potatoes so it'd be one of his potato creators with maybe he's uh, it's difficult it's difficult to know but i'd want something i just love i love the romance so you know he gets seawater and he cooks he wow. cooks you know he he cooks lots of different things he i think he does a there's a potato dish with uh mushrooms and they put salt and seawater in and they cook all the food with that. So I think I'd probably have to have something like that. Amazing. Um, I'm not sure. I love sundried tomatoes. so I'm trying to think. I'm trying to create a meal yeah, from that. Yeah, top that on top. But, um, you can make But probably request. actually, you know what, it would be a spaghetti. It would be a pasta cooked with the seawater, lemon juice, and uh, all of that cooked on a bar by Francis Melman. Okay, delicious. Sounds good. And then putting Oh, putting I'm really going with experiences here. It would probably be raspberries stolen with with vanilla ice cream. You know, something really simple again. But I I like the idea of you know when you're it's the hot sun and you're picking the raspberries and it's mm. kind of um, it's a, an activity. So I guess for me, I'd say experience goes hand in hand yeah. with the with the with the food.
0: But I think that's so true. I think one of the reasons why I did this podcast was because food is more than what goes in your mouth. Like food is a whole. Journey. It it binds relationships. It creates moments. It creates memories. So yeah, I think that's a good one to mention because for a last dinner, like you want to create memory, you want to create a story. So that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your journey. It's really inspiring for anyone who's listening, who's like, I really want to make a change in an industry or start something. I think it really shows you really can do it, like making butter from home taking you nine months like that is a tough old journey but it's so worth it because you're already winning awards and how old is the is the brand
1: we launched a year ago i mean that's insane but yeah it, the aim is yeah get people talking about butter next time say god what's how do you make that meal what's the butter in that because that's yeah. never happened so hopefully exactly we'll get butter on um, the conversation exactly
0: no i love it i really love it so anyone listening if you haven't tried it add it to your next greedy vegan order because we stock all three and we'll definitely be stocking the flavor bombs because they sound super cool um but yes give them a try because they're seriously cool but thank you so much for thank coming you so on. so much for having me thank you guys so so much for listening and i hope you enjoyed hearing Mari's story If anyone listening has a burning idea to change something I hope Mari's story inspires you to make that change. My personal highlight of this episode was the way that Mari referenced meat fish and dairy like alcohol. So for someone who is struggling to cut back this is such a great way to think about it and hopefully it will change your mindset as by thinking of it more as a treat you'll know you're not cutting it out completely. There were so many amazing other points made in this episode so if you also enjoyed it as much as I did please please like share and subscribe. Thanks again and I'll see you again next week.